At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow along on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Hit us all up on the network at VSIN Live. It's an interesting week in sports. The Stanley Cup Final continues on. Tampa with an incredible win the other night and Game uh, four will be tomorrow night, Wednesday night in Tampa Bay. Coming up about 15 minutes from now, Andy McNeil will join us on the program. We'll break down game four of the Stanley Cup final and talk about the Con Smythe odds as well. Is Tampa back in this series with that win? Coming up on Thursday night, it's the NBA draft. Yes, I know. So soon from the NBA finals, we move on and turn our attention to next season as the NBA draft will take place on Thursday. And one of the most interesting things that has happened over the past couple of days has been the movement in the odds for the NBA draft. On Saturday, Duke's Paolo Boncaro was 20-1 to to be the number one overall selection. On Sunday... Boncaro moved from 20 to 1 to, I believe, 14 to 1. Okay. A little reasonable movement, maybe some liability there. A big, big bet comes in. And then on Monday, Boncaro down to 4 to 1. And on Tuesday, 
plus 220 to be the number one overall selection in Thursday's NBA draft. Hmm. Do we follow the money here? And is Paolo Boncaro live to be the number one overall selection in the NBA draft? Or is it the odds-on favorite who's been the favorite for this really entire pre-draft run? And that is Jabari Smith of Auburn. Chet Holmgren is there in the discussion, but I honestly don't think that Chet Holmgren's going number one overall. I think that it's either you buy in on the steam move on Paolo Boncaro, or it's going to be the favorite all along in Jabari Smith. We'll talk to Rob Doster of uh, the Field of 68. will join me coming up a little later on in the program as we dive further in to the NBA draft. And maybe there's some value with some of these bets that you can make, uh, whether it's on DraftKings or elsewhere, that hmm, maybe... Uh, you can bet like Boncaro to go second overall, which I've seen him at six to one for that, instead of going number one overall and also maybe leapfrogging Chet Holmgren. This is something that we touched upon last week. I remember doing a segment on it on this show where I said that would be something to look at, possibly going with a, uh, a Boncaro second overall pick selection instead of first or third, where he is the favorite to go third overall. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and it's Favorites Tuesday. Now, what do I mean by Favorites Tuesday? Well, let me lay this out for you. On Tuesdays this season, Favorites in Major League Baseball have absolutely dominated. How much have they dominated, Scott? Well, this season, Favorites on Tuesdays are 107 and 49 straight up going into this Tuesday. If you just bet 100 bucks on every favorite starting from the beginning of the season on Tuesdays only, you are up $1,775. That's 69% winning percentage. Favorites on Tuesdays. So, how did the favorites do thus far here on Tuesday in Major League Baseball. Let's start with the Dodgers. A minus 181 favorite. These are all consensus lines. A minus 181 favorite is a winner. And that's 1-0, right? Then you have the Miami Marlins. A minus 125 consensus favorite. That's a winner. 9-8, 2-0. The Pittsburgh Pirates. A minus 153 consensus favorite. A 7-1 winner. That's 3-0. Washington upsets the Baltimore Orioles as a consensus plus 110 dog. We're going to make that 3-1. The Red Sox were a consensus minus 200 favorite over the Tigers. They win 5-4. So now we're up to 4-1. The Tampa Bay Rays upset the Yankees. Consensus plus 140. That is now a 4-2 and two record. The Giants upset the Braves, plus 155 consensus. Now we're at 4-3. and three. Cleveland, a plus 136 consensus. They upset the Twins in 11 innings, so we'll make that 4-4. Four and four. Texas, a 134 favorite over Philadelphia wins. That's 5-4. and four. 
The White Sox in 12 innings upset the Blue Jays. I really don't want to talk about this one, but I will. Uh, plus 111. They win. We're now 5-5. Five and five. Houston minus 145 beat the Mets 8-2. That's 6-5. St. Louis, a 6-2 win over Milwaukee as minus 125 favorites. That's 7-5. Seattle minus 135 over Oakland. They win 8-2. That is 8-5. And, and in progress right now, Angels and uh, KC, bottom of the 10th inning. Angels are uh, minus 181 favorites. And bottom of the 10th as well, Diamondbacks. And uh, Diamondbacks and Padres are knotted at two, bottom of the 10th as well. The Padres, heavily favorites, minus, uh, well, I guess, let's see, the game line was minus 141, and the Angels preflop were minus 177. I believe Otani hitting a uh, three-run shot there to uh, tie the game after the Angels uh, gave up two runs in the top of the ninth. Otani's got seven ribbies. In this game, so favorites not a not a dominating performance, but still, if the two late games come through, we're talking about maybe ten and five on the day for favorites. Still pretty good. If you bet every favorite, you turn a little bit of profit. Now, maybe not so with the juice and whatnot, but maybe if you got creative with the run lines, because the majority of these games are ending uh, uh, beyond a one run score. And so you're playing these favorites maybe on the run line and you're coming out with a really nice profit, especially on Tuesdays. Now, what's the reason for it? Is it, um, is it because you start the series typically on, Thursday, on Tuesdays? You might have your ace pitching on Tuesdays. A lot of reasons that you can think of, but you know maybe it is because it is the start of the series and you might have uh, a lot of... Um, you know, aces taking the hill or top lineups in with the first game of the series. Teams that come in off of an off day on Monday might come in rested on Tuesdays. And it leads to favorites dominating on Tuesdays in Major League Baseball. I gave out my baseball plays on uh, the VSIN best bet daily best bets page up on VSIN.com. And we went four and one. Hit our play of the day, which was the Braves in the first five innings. Boy, that was an adventure. Spencer Strider was just completely off. His worst outing by far this season. But the Braves were able to mash their way to a, to a lead after five innings. Ronald Acuna with the big home run in the bottom of the fourth inning, which gave the Braves a 7-6 lead. Spencer Strider had difficulties here. Uh, I mentioned by far his worst outing of the season coming into this game. Strider had held opponents to a 161 batting average. And in this game against the Giants, he gives up six hits, including a home run in just three and two-thirds innings. And most of the damage was done by the ninth hitter in the Giants lineup. Catcher Austin wins, who hits a three-run home run in the bottom in the top of the second inning off of a strider. And then hits a double in the top of the fourth inning to drive in another run. So Austin wins the ninth hitter in the uh, Giants lineup was two for two off of Strider with a double, a home run, and four runs driven in. I'm sorry, you can't get the ninth hitter out in the lineup. Yeah, that's how you get it. That's how that's how it's a bad outing. Uh, and then our only loss of the day which prevented us from going to clean sweep 5-0, and 
was the Toronto Blue Jays uh, losing to the White Sox. And look, this one looked dead for a while. Dylan Cease took a no-hitter into the sixth inning. He pitched tremendously. Kevin Gosman gives up two runs, and that's it. And, you know, that's the thing. When you have a guy like Kevin Gosman that keeps you in the game, you still got a chance, especially with the White Sox bullpen that has been very suspect as of late and is without two of their top bullpen arms. So the Jays score one in the seventh on an Alejandro Kirk home run. It came right after uh, Vlad Guerrero just missed a home run. He got under the ball, flew out to the warning track. Uh, So they score one run there in the top of the seventh. And then in the uh, top of the eighth inning, they score three runs and take a lead. It's four to two now in the top of the eighth inning. But in that top of the eighth, they had bases loaded with one out and were one hit away from breaking the game wide open. But they go strikeout, strikeout. And they end the inning up four to two. They get to the bottom of the ninth inning, four to two lead, two outs, nobody on base with their closer, Jordan Romano, on the hill. And in that bottom of the ninth, after that two outs, you had a Tim Anderson walk, an Andrew Vaughn double, a Luis Robert single, and a, uh, a that's it. And that was the two runs scored, tied the game at 4-4. They played until the 12th inning. White Sox win 7-6. to Let's shift gears, get into the Stanley Cup final with Andy McNeil, our hockey analytics expert, joining me next right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zin 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zin Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zin Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zin 10 Challenge today at Zin.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Zin Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now to talk Stanley Cup final is our hockey analytics expert. He is Andy McNeil. You follow him on Twitter at Digital Gambler. And 
Andy, what was the biggest change that you recognized in game number three from what you saw in games one and two in Colorado? Well, the the, the biggest change, uh, I think, was, was clearly the number of shots that the Lightning were able to generate. Uh, through the first two games, they only generated 39 shots, just 16 shots uh, on goal in game number two. And uh, they they... they, they generated more than uh, I think at least 33 shots on goal in, in game number three. So definitely uh, their best game of the series. I think uh, though the, the Colorado avalanche um, didn't def- defend as, as well as, as they could have. Um, and uh, there was some, some uncharacteristic breakdowns in, in the defensive zone that led to some of the lightning goals. So I, I, I definitely think that it was a, a bit of a, uh, um, I don't want to say a one-off, but I think Colorado will be better uh, going forward on the defensive side of the game. Has your opinion on the series changed uh, after this game, or are you still uh, thinking what you thought going into the series? Well, I think the, the, the first two games did more to change my opinion of the, the series than, than game number three. Um, you know, like obviously Tampa won the game, and they won by a big score. Um, and Colorado's push never really came until the game was out of reach in the third period. They had a big edge in even strength shot attempts, 27 to three. But um, I, I think, I don't think we've seen Tampa really dominate uh, Colorado like we've seen Colorado dominate the lightning. So um, I, do, I do worry a little bit for the lightning that, um, you know, that this Avalanche team will bounce back really tough in, in, in game number four here um, and head back with a 3-1 series lead. But uh, I think the market has this one right, <clears throat> given, excuse me, given that uh, that it's uh, lying like a, a coin flip right now. Absolutely. Uh, and if you look at the puck line, though, uh, it's interesting. Some books have Tampa as the minus a goal and a half favorite, and uh, you get you know massive plus money on that. Other books have Colorado as the minus one, a goal and a half favorite. So shop around if you're looking at a goal line on uh, either of these teams. What's your feel for the total in this game, Andy? Because uh, all three games go over the six, games one to three, and I think the majority of the betters were on the under six, at least the ones that I've talked to, including myself. So what's your read here for game number four? Yeah, I'm, I'm on over six at, at minus 105. Um, you know, it, it's clear that, that the Lightning aren't going to be able to really slow down this Avalanche team. Uh, I think they were pretty fortunate to hold them to just two goals uh, in, in game number three. And um, Harrison Kemper is, is a beatable goaltender. So now that Tampa Bay has some, um, some life in this series, they've, they've you know, proved to themselves in the Avalanche that they can uh, at least hang with Colorado. Um, I, I think we'll see a pretty back-and-forth game here in game number four, and I think we'll, we'll also see some scoring. So I'm on over six at minus 105. Yeah, get me 3-3 to overtime, and we're all happy about this over, Andy. Uh, <laughs> in terms of the Con Smythe Award, um, is it Kale McCarr for sure if Colorado is to win this? Yeah, it's, it's a lock at this point. I mean, uh, I don't have any inside information or anything like that, but He's been compared to Bobby Orr throughout the playoffs. He's, you know, generating the the most points per game in in a playoff since since Bobby Orr. 
And no, you know, you look at the the other top players on the Avalanche. They're all forwards. Makara's a defenseman. He leads the team in points. And uh, you know, Nathan McKinnon, Landis Cog, Miko Rantanen, um, those players are all kind of bunched together. And I think Makara has definitely done enough to uh, to separate himself from the pack. If Tampa were to come back and win this series, would you give the award to Vasilevsky for a second consecutive year or Nikita Kucherov? You know, like I, I can, I can only really, you know, speak, uh, you know, if in terms of if I had a vote, and I, I think I, I would probably give it to Vasilevsky just just based on the entire body of work, um, you know, not only in this playoff season, but but in 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 the last three years, I think it. A lot of voters would probably look at it that way too. He's been he's been the backbone of this team, and uh, with nobody really standing out, I think you know his play in the Florida series and the way he closed out Toronto and the Rangers. Um, if he if he's somehow able to close out this Avalanche team, uh, then I think the award will go to him more often than not. Speaking of awards, uh, were you surprised at the distance between Matthews and McDavid for the Hart Trophy, or this one was a no brainer? Uh, I definitely, I don't, I don't think I'd say it's a no brainer. I mean, uh, an award like that could have even could have gone to McDavis, uh, or uh, a number of players. And I don't think, um, there, there'd be too much of an argument from anybody outside of the, you know, the teams, uh, the fan base that, that was felt slighted, but, um, awesome. Matthew's great choice for the hard trophy. I mean, I think, uh, I think the market was, was well aware that, that it was, uh, that it was trending in that direction. You couldn't find odds on, on Matthews or, um, uh, or any of the other, the awards that were announced today, any of the big four that were announced today, um, uh, at most sports books, it was pretty scarce out there looking for that stuff today. Yeah. Were you, uh, surprised that McCarr won the Norris given that Yossi had more first place votes? No, I, I, I mean, it was obviously it was super close. Um, I, I think uh, I think it could have went to either player. Um, it, it's it's tough with 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 voting. You really don't know how it's going to go. For instance, um, uh, I I was talking to somebody with a team earlier this season that um, that mentioned that they were delegated uh, to uh, you know do the 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 Vesna voting. So it's uh, which is typically uh, done by the the NHL GM. So I mean. Um, a lot of voter fatigue out there. I think, uh, you know, there, there's not so much, maybe not so much thought being put into this stuff um, at the end of every year, but uh, Makara, Yossi, any of those players would have been great choices. Boy, I'm kicking myself because there was one mo- uh, week on this show where I was looking at the NHL awards market up on DraftKings, and Igor Shesterkin was 8-1 to one to win the Vesna Trophy. And at that point, he had led the league in goals against average. And I said, man, you know what? Like, why not? He's the best goaltender in the league right now. And then literally a couple of days later, he goes down to three to one and then eventually becomes just a a, a minus money favorite to win this award. Uh, he wins, obviously. And I don't think there was any doubt that it was going to be Shesterkin. Um, How do you rate his season overall and the future for this New York Rangers team with him in net? No, I knew we wouldn't get out of here without talking about your Rangers, Scott. Of course but, not. Um, yeah, no, Shesterkin, uh, Shesterkin was was great. Obviously, I mean, I'm a big fan of him. 
uh, I, I was a big fan of his, him coming into the NHL uh, last last season. He was great, and uh, you knew he was going to be strong this season. But I don't think anybody saw saw what saw coming. You know what what we saw this season. It was uh, unbelievable. Um, I took a, I took a, a few futures bets uh, awards bets um, to the end, some nominated, but I knew I wasn't going to uh, cash any of those tickets. I had both Hedman and Yossi. I guess Yossi was closer than I thought he would be, but, um, and, and UC Saros in, in, uh, in the, in the Vesna race, but no, uh, no award winners for me this year. Shane Wright to the Canadians, number one overall pick. I don't, you know, I really don't pay attention to the draft until, until the, dra- we, the NHL, um, betting markets, uh, really, you know, kind of get into the draft and we start to see that being widely available. I haven't really thought too much about the draft. I don't pay attention to prospects until they're going to be in the league and playing games, and then I'll start to uh, start to research and rate those players, be you know, prior to a season or, or whatnot. Um, but from everything that I hear, it, it's it's not a very strong draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I talked to one draft analyst that said that Shane Wright would probably go, you know, closer to five in a, in in a draft like next year's draft. Uh, so you know maybe maybe they could go off the board and 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 take somebody else, but I'd say it probably is Shane Wright. Yeah, he is minus nine fifty right now to be the number one overall selection, which is pretty crazy odds. Uh, maybe at Circa they'll post it and you can bet the no, which I, I doubt they will. Andy, I appreciate the time. Uh, good luck and enjoy the game, and we'll we'll tell the over six with you. All right, take care, Scott. Thanks. There he is, Andy McNeil, our hockey analytics expert here. At Beeson. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead on the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash summer. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is a look ahead here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We're just updating the record here. If you are a VEASAN subscriber, once you do become, you have access to our daily best bets page where I went 4-1 and one today with the baseball selections. As we welcome in our very own Dave Ross, you catch him all across the network, including hosting First Strike, our combat sports show, available on VEASAN.com slash podcasts. Yeah, Dave, we uh, had a little sweaty play of the day winner with our Braves in the first five, but they mashed their oh, way. Wow. Uh, thanks to Ronald Acuna, they mashed their way to a fifth-inning lead, ultimately to lose the game uh, to the Giants, who just continue to win. This is one of the more well, they, mystifying teams over the past two years. <laughs> yeah, they really are, because you keep thinking, all right, beginning of the year, the, the, the Giants, we thought they'd be, then they hit their swoon. And that, now they're back to, to, uh, to winning every day, it feels like. But before we go into baseball, you know, I, I heard the segment last night with Las Vegas Chris about pizza. <laughs> and I got to be honest with you, it really threw me for a loop. Like, 
like where Chris was basically saying that you don't need to put tomato sauce on a pizza. And I, I still can't really wrap my head around it. And, you know, it's taken me 24 hours to try to figure it out. You mentioned there were some white pies and some different ways you can go as a true pizza aficionado. But how in the world did you guys get to that point? And I was so jealous that you had pizza on the set for the show because it looked damn good. Well, the pizza was not damn good, so don't be jealous at all. Because oh, I would, not. I would have, I graded it like a three. Uh, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible pizza. But I kind of get what he was saying with the no sauce. Like, I love a good white pie, but the white pie has sort of got the cheese on top of it, and yeah, you know, yeah. a little bit of olive oil and whatnot. But I, I, I have, you know, made pies myself that have not had tomato sauce under the cheese. It's just oh. you put the cheese on top of the dough. And then you just dabble, you know, you, you do a little dots of marinara sauce yeah. on top of the cheese, you know, and that's it. So it, I will admit those pies are usually my favorite because the cheese gets cooked. It's nice and you get that brown color on top, right? Especially if you use like a fresh mozzarella, you get that little, you know, caramelization on top. And then just having the little chunks of sauce throughout the pie I think adds to the flavor when you bite into it. I, you know, Scott, I knew there were a lot of layers to you. This is a new layer that you've now brought to Beeson that I didn't know existed. I got to be honest, it's really impressive. Because now, again, in, in America, you should not be eating this late, first and foremost. But you are making me hungry 1030 here in the West Coast, <laughs> at 130 back to the East Coast. You should not be eating this late just as a public service message. Yes, I 100% agree. I usually do not. <laughs> uh, my cutoff is like 8.30 p.m., and, and then I'm done. I'm usually, you know, uh, starving by the time I go to bed. Yeah. It's all right. Eyes on the prize, Dave. Eyes on the prize. Yeah. You're the one that's doing uh, 2,000 push-ups every day, so you, know, you have the Trying eyes on the prize as well. well. <laughs> no, but, you know, back, but you're exactly right. But, you know, I, I love the conversation yesterday. I certainly love your baseball and your daily takes on, Scott. You've been hot, certainly, with that play of the day. You know, the Mets have been, we, we talked a lot about the Mets uh, throughout the last couple months here on your show. And it's funny because, you know, just having Will Hill on, I call him the king of New York, had him on Lombardi line today. And he's like, hey, if you bet Mets and Yankees, you, you know, you've gone to bed and you've slept like a, like a king uh, pretty much throughout the majority of this baseball season. We were talking about MVPs today. And, you know, I look at Garrett Cole and I still think there's some value there. And I believe you can still get him at most places, eight, nine to one. Uh, right now, I know at the beginning of the year and the one outing he had against against Minnesota, we gave up five bombs. Ironically, the Yankees came back and still won that game where he was uh, terrible. You know, what do you think, Scotty? That is there still value there in Garrett Cole to you? Because to me, I look at him and what he did and what he's been doing. He's not close to the shortest odds on the board, but I kind of like where he stands on arguably the best team in baseball. Oh yeah, he's definitely live, and right now I think he's down to plus seven fifty. The problem is, oh. is that you got guys ahead of him that have just been better. You know, Shane McClanahan, yep. who he just won up against the other day, is phenomenal, <laughs> and and has been better than Garrett Cole this season. And you know, you're trying to compare guys, you're trying to look at stats, and and you got Alec Manoa, who is pretty much unhittable, especially at home. And you have Shane McClanahan, who has a 1.81 ERA and a .85 whip. I mean, how do you compete with that? 
Well, that's Degrom like when when Degrom is healthy, he's just that much a cut above everywhere else. I was joking last year before he got hurt, just switch the award, make make it the Jacob Degrom award. <laughs> I'm with you on that. If, if the numbers are that outstanding, it, it's really hard to deny. But you know how this goes with voted on awards, right? And sometimes they do value the best player and the best team. And conversely, we're having the conversation speaking of New York about the polar bear, Peter Alonso. And you look at the Mets, if they can get the, you know, the, the top overall seed, if you will, as the best team with the best record in the National League, and it's not the Dodgers, and then you look up and down the lineup and you look at they're doing it without DeGrom and without Scherzer, and you go, okay, he's leading the league in RBIs, and, and you know, maybe the, the average and some of the other adjusted stats aren't to what you want, but you just look at the best player on the best team, and again, you can still get Pete Alonso at a pretty good number right now. Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think voters do look at that. And they go, okay, maybe this guy's number's slightly better, but if X player helps that team become the pinnacle, and right now New York, New York, they are the pinnacles right now in both the American and National League, I think you can make those cases for those players at longer odds than the, than the shorter favorites that we're seeing right now. Yeah, so Pete Alonso now plus 650. You can cancel out Manny Machado with this injury because I don't think he's coming uh-huh. back until after the All-Star break. And really, the only competition, I mean, besides, yes, like Mookie Betts is out, so I kind of, you know, knock him down. Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he certainly can still do it. Ronald Acuna Jr. has got he's, he's at, you know, 15-1. to 1. But Paul Goldschmidt's really been the top player. And uh, I, I know he was out of the lineup here on Tuesday with back stiffness. So, you know, I don't know if that's going to keep him out. But, I mean, I, I would just think that, yeah, Pete Alonso is absolutely live, especially if the Mets finish with the best record in the National League. Absolutely. And, again, that's the point, right? And Goldsmith, you could have got Goldie about a month ago at 11-1, and now he's the yeah, favorite wow. in yeah. the National League. I mean, those numbers, they, they've been on the move, and we're trying to kind of find those price points. And I did look at Garrett Cole, and I did look at Jacob Drop, excuse me, at uh, Pete Alonso, and I go, those are the two guys from New York, New York today that I like their price tags at. So let's see if Garrett Cole can keep this role going. He's really been on a roll now. And back to me and the Garrett Cole that I think everybody thought they were getting in New York. And really they have gotten, they're just tough on this guy. It's like, you know, the, with the spider attack and everything else, it's like everybody's looking for, for reasons to shoot down Garrett Cole. And then you look at the numbers and they're right there with the best in baseball at the end of the year. So I'm the same way with, with Alonzo uh, from the hitting side. I'm certainly looking at Garrett Cole on the pitching side if you can keep this up. And they are, right now, the first team to 50 wins. That does play into those voted-on awards. How great uh, the uh, Rookie of the Year award in the National League. O'Neill Cruz, who has played just oh two games now for the Pirates, uh, he is now your favorite to win National League That's Rookie insane. of the Year. Absolutely insane. And, you know, you're seeing the buzz on him. Like, this is the kid that you got to watch. This is the new Ken Griffey Jr., of this era. And, and I got to be honest with you, when you hear that kind of buzz, Scott, you go, come on, can it really be? And then you watch him. I know it's a small sample, but you go, wow, this kid oozes talent. It pops off the screen at you. So when you've only played two games, you know of the hype, and then you come up and look like you're going to live up to all that hype, you can understand why right now he's already jumped to the top of that board. Yeah, yesterday in his first Major League game uh, has the hardest recorded throw to first base on the season. <laughs> he's just, he's... I mean, you know, it's so great. It's great for Pittsburgh, too, because, look, we know what the team is this year. And I know some people on social media are like, well, why did they hold him back the whole time? You know exactly why with service time. They've done this, you know, Bryce Harper back in the day and Chris Bryant in Chicago. This is what you do to kids. You try to keep down the service time to get the extra year. 
that's why. But now to see all the buzz around Pittsburgh and watching this kid play, I'm really kind of happy for him before he becomes a Yankee in about four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, the Yankees have taken the best parts of the Pirates over the last couple of years and turned them <laughs> right? into gems. I mean, look, you know, Jamison Tyone, uh, Clay Holmes uh-huh. most recently, and uh, yeah, even a guy, Garrett Cole, although he went to Houston first. But yes, the Yankees uh, do like uh, raiding the Pittsburgh Pirates. Dave, hang, hang on with me. I want to get your thoughts on uh, the Live Golf Tour and uh, yes. some of the things that are coming up in the news uh, surrounding the Live Golfers now that we know Brooks Kepka is joining the bunch this week in Portland. He's Dave Ross. Catch him on Twitter at DRossSports. I'm Scott Sadmer. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get Dave's thoughts on a little golf coming up next and maybe a thought on the Stanley Cup final as well. This is The Look Ahead here on v It's the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on v the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a city cast, a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sandenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. You hit up our guest, Dave Ross at the D Ross Sports. I was just looking at the exit velo on the Otani three run home run to tie the game in the ninth. It was only 113.5. I could have sworn, Dave, that that thing was hit about 150 miles per hour. <laughs> When he gets them, they are still a thing of beauty. Look, I don't know Shohei. You know, we're talking about MVP, and certainly in the American League. But do you get the voter fatigue? Bryce Harper, can he win it back to back? Does Shohei does, does the luster come off because you don't want to get him back to back? But given the trap before, and the Angels are still the Angels, and I can't figure out how every year either one, two, or two, three, like it is right now, Shohei and Trout are going to be right there for MVP for a team that remains constantly under five hundred. It makes no sense to me whatsoever, but yet here we are. 
Otani still is a freak of baseball. We just haven't seen anything like this. But I just wonder sometimes they go, Aaron Judge has got to win it this year. You got to give it to Judge with the great year he's had. A lot of things can change between now and September. But you do think that Judge is the rightful, I think it's about minus dollar 15. But man, Shohei still, if he gets the pitching back to where he was really pitching last year and the way he can slug, it's still so hard to discount a guy like that. It's got to be one of the most baffling things uh, about you know, just in sports that you can have two of these incredible players like Trout and Otani and the team team still not be successful. And it goes to show you just how, and I think if you're, you know, trying to debate it, like, would you rather have the pitcher or the hitter? You'd rather have the pitcher, even though they only pitch once every five days, but the pitcher has more of an impact on your team than the hitter. And the, and Mike Trout is the argument because he's arguably one of the greatest players of all time, Dave, and yet this team doesn't yeah. win. So think about then, that. If you had a if yeah. you had a pitcher that is like how how rare is it to have a pitcher that is considered one of the greatest of all time and the team never have success? I think it's it's extremely rare to find that. It's easier to find the greatest hitter of all time on a team that doesn't have success, and that's what Trout has been for his career. It is the chicken and the egg in baseball, but I've seen teams do it different ways. And one in particular is the 2016 Cubs. Now you look at that team and they basically did it with Brizzo, right? They did it with Brian Rizzo and it worked And the young Javier Baez and Wilson Contreras and, and all the other moving parts that they had to, to go win a championship. And the pitching staff was good, but you know, Jake Arrieta, they kind of caught lightning in a bottle there with Jake for a couple of years there where he was the Cy Young award winner and, and pitching like that, and Kyle Hendricks was at the best level, and John Lester, they still had him. But really, it was the position players that kind of led the nucleus of that team to get it done, but not on the level of a Trout and Otani. Because you're right, we're talking about, I mean, barring something we just can't see, put those guys in the Hall of Fame. I mean, they're going to go to Cooperstown, right? So I don't know that we can say that. Maybe Bryant and Rizzo get there. I don't know. But they're not like locks where you look at the Angels and go, these are two generational players, are they really going to waste this talent in Anaheim for five, seven more years of their you know, peak athletic powers and not do anything and get to the postseason and win a series? I mean, it's just, it seems baffling with two, not just great players, but generational players to not have more success when you got two of the nine cemented right there and one who's a pretty damn good pitcher in his own right. Let's talk golf here. Uh, Brooks Kepka, no surprise, the latest to go to the Live Golf Tour. You know, are we getting to a point where we're more intrigued to watch a Live event now than a PGA Tour event? We're getting there. Look, when you have eight of the world's top 50 players, and take your politics out of it, people, because, look, I, I don't want the Live Tour. I want the PGA Tour. That's the tour I watch. But when you have eight of the top 50 going over to play in these events, and all of a sudden a name like Anthony Kim for old-timers like me, this is the one guy that Tiger Woods once says has more talent than me, and he's had an insurance policy with the PGA Tour, and the rumor was he couldn't come back on tour because if he did, that would nullify the insurance policy. But that doesn't say anything about live golf. So you even add a player like that, a, a, almost like a mythical figure in golf, that people are like, wait, Anthony Kim, the same Anthony Kim from a decade ago? Yeah, that Anthony Kim. You add him, and there's no, uh, more names still to come. Even the names like Abraham Answer. That went today. And this is a guy that's fried in Mexican golf right now. And, you know, that cuts away at the erosion of the depth 
of the PGA Tour. Those are the guys you take for granted every week. Like, not the, the superstars. We go, oh, yeah, that guy's pretty good, too. Well, he's gone. He's going to go play in the Live Golf Tour. So, Scott, my, and I keep saying this on every show to the PGA Tour, if Jay Monahan will listen, don't overplay your hand. I think he have, has already overplayed his hand to an extent, which is we're going to ban them. And then the DP World Tour, the old European tour, said, okay, well, you guys can still play on our tour. That's a problem. If these players have other outlets where they can get world ranking points so they can still compete in majors, then there's no reason for them to play in the PGA Tour because they're going to have other outlets, whether it's the DP World Tour or otherwise. So they have to figure out if it's really going to be, I hate to use the word collusion, but that's what we're going to see in golf. Can Jay Monahan collude with the other organizations of golf and say, do not let these players play on your tours? And that's the Asian Tour, that's the DB World Tour, et cetera. So they can't get world ranking points. That's the key. And what I want Jay Monahan to realize is if you keep these guys away from majors with whatever system you want to do to block them from earning points, and you don't recognize these points in the Live Golf Tour event, you're just going to make the fans suffer. It's going to hurt the game of golf. So that's the biggest takeaway for me. We get to a major like we just had a Brookline at the United States Open. I mean, Scotty, how incredible was that, right? So you take away 10, 12, 15 of the world's best players, then your event isn't a week. And that is the problem with trying to be hammer of Thor on these players that are going to go take the money grab at the live tour. I would say the opposite. Go with God. Do what you want to do. Make all your money. And then you're going to feel, realize really quickly that it's not our tour. And you'll come back to us when that fails. All they're doing now is galvanizing their tour, their rival tour. And other players are going, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go too. So you've seen this exodus. And I think it's because the PGA Tour is overplaying their hand right now. They've got to have common sense come back to it. I'd be pissed off, too, if I'm Jay Monahan Because, hey, I kept this thing going during COVID. I kept you guys employed. I kept getting you checked. They are still independent contractors at the end of the day. They do not have contracts. So, therefore, legally, if they meet your requirements and play X number of events in the PGA Tour, I would not ban them from your tour just for teeing it up and live golf. But it looks like that that rabbit's already out of the bag. And I don't know where we go from here, Scott, but I just want the majors the President's Cup, and the Ryder Cup to remain intact for the best golfers in the world to compete on golf's biggest stages. Jay Monahan has a responsibility to the golf fan to make sure that happens. By the way, it, the U.S. Open was not great because Will Zalatoris can't putt, so uh, it, was, it wasn't great. I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it wasn't I had, I had a Zeki Matsuyama. I had a ticket on Matsuyama, Scott, and I took this before the final round, he was six shots back to begin the day. And I looked at Justin Thomas coming back from seven to win the PGA. And I got him at 250 to one to Deki Matsuyama. Wow. And he, wow. Shot, he, had a clean, he had a clean card, Scott, and he was the leader in the clubhouse at three under par. And then all those, I couldn't believe how well that group played coming in. Uh, obviously, when you look at the Englishman winning, you look at what Willie Z was able to do and Scotty Scheffler. Those three guys, played so well down the stretch in, in, in critical, you know, mass pressure situations. I was like, wow, I got to tip my cap because normally it's the other way. It's a war of attrition and you collapse. And that's what I was kind of banking on. And it almost happened. But I'll tell you this, man. I mean, kudos to those guys. That, that three-man race down the stretch was riveting stuff to watch. I thought Willie Z made it, but it's also the same part that I thought Scotty Scheffler made too. 
that he had just missed about 10 minutes before. Had, I mean, it, it, and I talked to humans about this the other day. It's not the putt on 18 that he missed. It's the putt on 17 that he missed that really, yeah. really, you know, chapped me. And he, he, left, he, he left that short. He, yep. When you're down one with two holes to play in, in a major championship, if you will buy the hole, that's fine by me. And you missed the comeback. I'll, I'll say, okay, I understand. You can't leave it short. And he left it literally about a rotation short, and you're going to a playoff, another playoff for Will's Outdoors. But I got to tell you this, guys. Unlike other players in the past, Ricky Towers of the world, they say, oh, he'll, it's just a matter of time with all his second-place finishes. No, no, no. Will Zalatoris has mad game in the PGA Tour. His punting stroke is tough to look at, but he'll even tell you, I don't care what it looks like to you, it's lined up fine for me. Yep. But that putting was actually strong this week. Will Zalatoris will break through. Don't jump off the Willie Z train. I will never do it because I'll never be able to forgive myself when he wins <laughs> and I don't have a bet on it. Dave, appreciate the time in the convo, man. We'll grab a slice of pizza soon, all right? Can't wait. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> there he is, Dave Ross. Catch uh, First Strike, vcin.com slash podcast, and catch Dave all across the network. Follow him on Twitter at DRossSports. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's a look at you on VCN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.